Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Monday and welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are here with you every Monday, usually. Strategically. <laughs> I, I, we felt like Mondays was a good day because, you know, it's fun to like laugh and whoop it up at the end of the week, but sort of when you put your feet on the floor Monday morning, you need a little encouragement. That's true. That's, you know? That's very true. Yeah. Yes. And then you uh, can just listen to it all week if you really liked the show. There you go. Whoop it up on Friday. Yeah, whoop it up on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say there was I'm no... I'm not feeling very whoopy right I, now. There was no whooping going on <laughs> this last week in my house um, <laughs> at all. By the way, I'm Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, and this is my beautiful co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Mwah. And we are the two hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast. We have been with you for years now. <laughs> Keeping you out of the ditches, hopefully encouraging you, loving on you, and just letting you know that you're not alone in your homemaking. That's the whole point of this podcast is so you know you've got some girlfriends in your corner who maybe see things a little bit differently than you do, but Mm -hmm. who will ultimately at the end of the day always encourage you in the work that you have to do within your home. Right. Absolutely. We have so many different types of homemakers. I think that's something that I really get excited about when I think about maybe the scope of what we're doing. You know, we've said before, it's just like so weird that we just sit here, you and I, we look at each other, you don't realize there's tens of thousands of people listening. But I love, no, you and I are really similar, okay? We have our differences, but we're really similar. I like knowing that there's all different types of homemakers listening to the show. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, from teenage girls just trying to learn how to keep their room organized to widowers who have children to care for to full-time career women who have to come home and get dinner on the table after a long day at work. They're listening on their commute. I just love the the scope. Different countries. Yeah. It's really incredible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very incredible. So uh, why no whooping for you? Um, because I have like a pinched nerve or something ah. and it's not very comfortable. <laughs> Sitting is not fun. Sleeping is not fun. Uh, <laughs> kneading dough is not fun. Shutting down my garden is not, fun. everything hurts. Gosh, everything just takes so much effort. Yeah. And so I've had multiple trips to the chiropractor and he just sent me stretches to do. So I'm going to start doing those diligently. I mean, this is bunk. This mm-hmm. is really, really cramping. My style, and it's one of those things where I'm always going like trying, trying to find, to find the comfortable spot. Like I would hold my hand on my head if that felt better, and nada. Ugh. So, to all you uh, young pups listening, it does get harder physically, doesn't it? I mean, and I know there's okay. probably like seventy year olds listening that yeah. are like, "Shut up!" And I 
completely agree, but I can still acknowledge the fact that at 36, the things take a physical toll that they didn't take 20 years ago. Yeah. That is just the truth. Uh, I did ask my chiropractor. So I went to see my grandma for her 90th birthday. And that was awesome. That wasn't a fun drive with a shoulder that hurts. But it's a long drive. It's about 300 miles. On the way there, um, for those of you who have traveled in Chicagoland, Chicago Metro, you know, it can be really, really intense. I have to pass through Milwaukee and Chicago to get there. So it's a bear. Um, On the way there, in the dark... You know, it's always under construction. It's always just like zigzag. It looks like a scene from Wally. It's just mm. horrible. Someone either shot someone or blew a tire in front of me. And I did think I was going to die. Oh, gosh. I was like, okay, Lord, give me like, like, you know how you can just pray like a, a full prayer in a millisecond. I needed driving wisdom because I was going to have to like out. I thought this car was going to flip. I was yeah. prepared for it to go airborne. Oh, gosh. Thankfully, I wasn't following too close. I was about five or six car lengths back. But it just went, boom. Like, and it just started swerving everywhere really fast. It went over to the left. And I'm like, here it goes. Because I've seen a car flip. I'm like, here we go. And I have to get out of the way somehow without getting run over by the semi behind me. Oh, you know? gosh. It was so intense. It was incredible. And so you just like okay, I'm going to have to like Dale Jr. my way out of this. I'm going to die. I'm going to get smashed by a vehicle. Um, by the grace of God, they I don't know how they got control of this car, but they did and got it pulled over. Oh, my word. But this sound of whatever happened, I'm assuming it was a tire, was so loud. I'm lucky I didn't like drive off the road just because it shocked me so bad. You're cruising along at 75 miles an hour or whatever. And yeah. It's crazy. Oh, car so I, stuff scares me so bad. I imagine yeah. that was quite unnerving. Yeah, and I've done that route like since I was a child. I've seen plenty of accidents on 8094. Mm-hmm. Awful accidents. Um, why did I bring that up? Oh, I, I went to see know. my grandma. <laughs> Aches and pains. Here we go. Gotcha. Um, I went to see my grandma. So she turned 90. She's just she's amazing. She's so beautiful. And um, I, you know, I'm watching her over the last few, you know, after a certain point that you can tell, you know, the, when there's months in between a visit mm-hmm. and we just talk and we talk very frankly about like her aging and how she's doing. And um, I'm always very inspired by her longevity and her ability. Um, you know, she doesn't have osteoporosis. There's a lot of women in the home that are really hunched over and uh it's I always come home very um motivated to take care of myself, inspired to take care of myself, grateful for what I have, convicted to keep it. Yeah. You know. And I I did I was just sort of picking my chiropractor's brain. I'm like, what are your thoughts on longevity like as women? How do we maintain this? How mm-hmm. do we not get hunched over and how do we not need a hip replacement by 75 and, you know, how do we do this? Yeah. And it's just, he said, you know, it's a fine line between overdoing it and use it or lose it. I'm like, well, that was not a helpful answer. <laughs> Again, <laughs> keep it between the ditches. Between the ditches. Just yeah. keep it between the ditches. But he did say, you know, if you look at like blue zones around the world, he said there, 
you know, they have unifying, um, they have common denominators. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did say one of them is like, um, he didn't use the word menial. It was sort of a word like menial or repetitive. He said many of them have like a repetitive task that they've done their whole life. Mm. Along along with diet, you know, whatever, like okay. a Medi- Mediterranean fish oily diet or something. But Like they have a purpose. They've got a thing to yeah. do. Yeah, and that actually made me think of you and made me think of, this is so silly, but it made me think of pasta grannies, right? Of course. That's, that many, was my very first thought. Was, okay, so how many times have you watched yeah. pasta grannies and their story is, oh, I worked in the fields and then I took the produce to the market and I've been doing it since I was four or, yeah. you know, you're watching these women just like beat things with a rolling, oh, that felt good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beat things with a rolling, all the strength it takes when they're doing what they do. It's really phenomenal. And so often they've had this same laborious, repetitive task, job, whatever, their whole life. It's uh-huh. really interesting. I don't know. just uh-huh. kind of got my wheels spinning on. Because my grandma does warn me. She's like, you work too hard. Like, don't overdo it. Don't yeah. get so worn down that you can't keep going. I'm like, but I feel I have the energy to do so. So I want to. I don't know. My wheels are just spinning on On how that, that. all kind of like plays mm-hmm. together, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too, by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. 
freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Alaska Gold Seafood. This is the seafood that Angela and I have been stocking our freezers with for years because it is so incredibly delicious. They catch it in the waters of Alaska and deliver it right to your doorstep. This is a fisherman-owned cooperative that focuses on quality and service. They offer customers hook and line caught wild salmon, halibut, black cod, rockfish, and more. They are a pillar of the community in Sitka, Alaska. Alaska Gold offers small boats, independent fishermen with co-op values. Visit alaskagoldbrand.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSEAFOOD for 10% off your first order. Um, we, we went out and harvested all of our produce out of the garden. Uh, so Stu and I got COVID last week. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Super fun. Uh, which is why I sound a little bit the way that I do. But so a frost is coming and I was just laying in bed weak and sad and being like, oh my gosh, I cannot lose all this, this produce that we've put mm-hmm. all this time into. And so we go out all the whole, we rally the troops. We're like, listen, kids, we got to go down. We got to throw down for like mm-hmm. four hours and just get all this stuff out. Well, a huge part of that task involved digging out all of our potatoes and all of our sweet potatoes. And I realized like halfway through, this this will break your body. If you don't get smarter about the way that you are gardening, mm-hmm. you are going to break your body. You're going to get to the point physically where you can't actually maintain what you've built because you on your hands and knees, you know, not using any tools, just like trying to brute force these three pound sweet potatoes out of the ground, like <laughs> right. grabbing on and twisting with your bad elbow. Like, right. It's not going to go well for you. <laughs> yeah. And so I wonder if there's a way to like have that energy, have that desire, have that zeal to accomplish these things that we want to accomplish as homemakers, as gardeners, as homesteaders. Like, I don't want to not garden, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to get to the point where my body's broken because I've been stupid about the way that I'm doing it. Right. I don't know what the yeah. answer is. I don't either. Because, <laughs> like, what are the you know, tools? <laughs> you know, you and I are really attracted to like, really really simply put like an old-fashioned way of life like we don't want to live off grid or anything like that you know but it's still this um you know we've sort of created our properties to be very romantic and there's something over here and there's something over there and they feel like they've been there a long time and like Uh typically like if that was really the case like we'd have staff (laughs) 
oh gosh <laughs> you know what I mean like these homes like in our English books or whatever that we're ri- trying to recreate like they, they are not her. one woman shows. No, they, you and know? yeah, I guarantee yeah. you, if that is one woman, <laughs> she's not homeschooling her children. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at like the scope of what we've created, and I'm thinking, oh snap, what am I going to do to make this? Um, I need to be able to keep doing this. That's exactly what it is. How, how am yeah. I going to sort of retrofit now that it's sort of their the property's created, the beds are dug. Yeah. Like now, how do I make it easier? Yeah. Now, or, how do I make it easier? Yeah. I'm even thinking about, you know, I love the green in my garden, in my front garden, in front of the house. It's beautiful. I think it's a really pretty contrast against the black dirt and everything. But my original plan was to do gravel because Giverny is such a an inspiration for me. And I think I might need to gravel it someday because... Mm-hmm. Every spring, I spend so much physical energy cutting the grass away, yanking it out mm-hmm. from encroachment. And mm-hmm. like, I can't, I'm not going to be doing that 25 years from now. Right. I just want to walk through my garden for crying right. out loud. <laughs> right. Know? I mean, and, and Tasha Tudor did it, you know, I well, think. And that's what I said to Joel. I'm like, I'm not going to be Tasha Tudor like in homespun, like hobbling through. I'd yeah. Like to yeah, it's not going to be me, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I am. I'm still. If I'm going to be honest with you, like I'm looking out my window right now, and I'm still just like, you're an idiot. Why would you? <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, here's every this time every single year, I'm like, what kind of idiot grows sunflowers? What are you stupid? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, because because sunflowers are out? so hard to pull out they their root systems are fairly shallow but they are but they're dense so dense it's like you wad up a fishing net and and then Mm -hmm. bury it six inches beneath the soil and then you're like pull it out you're like i don't think and so i i taken to just like taking these huge tree loppers and just lopping the stems off at the Mm -hmm. ground level but even Mm -hmm. then it's like you've got these seven foot plants that you're hauling out and when there's a lot of them i mean these are things that you generally, you genuinely have to like, you have to think about because I can't physically go out and break myself the same way that I could even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Or I can't like do my other jobs <laughs> as a homemaker. Right. The same right. is true for working out. Um, when I very first started working out, I used to love those workouts where it's like you couldn't walk for three days because right. you're just like, I'm doing something. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really want to work out like that. I want to get stronger. I want to do what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. I got to be able to function. If I like want to cry every time I squat down, um, that doesn't put me in a good position for all the other work that I have right. to do, like making right. dinner or cleaning the floors or folding <laughs> laundry or like take your pick. Right. When right. you're physically broken, you can't you can't do those things. So. I think part of it is working smarter and not letting things get to the point as much as you can help it. Just getting to the point of disaster before they're dealt with. So like going out to your garden, taking a little wheelbarrow, pruning up, pulling out some small weeds, doing a little raking. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. When you have to go out and you have to completely overhaul, that's something completely different. 
for sure. We yeah. and Stu and I have been talking about that principle. It's so unglamorous because we mm-hmm. love. I mean, think about the shows that we watch. We want to see people in squalor, in trash heaps with like garbage up to the ceilings, and then we want to see Chip and Joanna come in and like mm-hmm. give us the complete op. We want the biggest spectrum possible because it makes us duped into thinking that there's a greater result. Do you know what I'm saying? I well, I we want I think the before and after, a before and after culture exactly. for sure. But what do you mean by duped into a greater result? Okay, so like I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I disagree. I just yeah. want clarity of what you. I mean. just mean like if I'm if I dramatize where things start and where things end, you can mm-hmm. you can get a few more degrees of amplification. Sure, right, and mm-hmm. so. Um, I think unknowingly, sometimes we even do this as homemakers because it gives us that like maybe that high or that jolt of like, I'm really doing something when things are really bad and mom swoops in and she straightens them all out. And then you're like, yeah, go me. I did it. Um, And it's a lot. Okay, here's a perfect example. We talked about budgets a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Um. No one's doing a show on, oh, hey, I just kind of clocked in on Wednesday, checked my bank accounts, made sure bills were paid, everything's on the up and up, Mm -hmm. uh, all accounted for. It took me 20 minutes, the end. And I do that every Wednesday. That is like a less, much less um, thrilling and sexy and fun story than like I let it get into the dumps. And then I come in and I did this huge overhaul and now here's what we're doing. And here's our new system and here's my new notebook. And like, here's all these cool color coded, you know, highlighters that I got going. Yeah, it's really true. And I do. I I know what you mean. And it's a great observation. Um, And it's been there the whole time, you know, but like you put words to it. It's really great. Uh, There's a lot of you know, you know, dopamine is a buzzword, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot on like even like Huberman labs or or whatever Instagram feed you follow. And what sort of a hit do we get when we grab our phone and there's a text message, right? Somebody likes me, you know, like, but, but looking at it from like a homemaking home management perspective, that's intriguing. How much of a hit do we get? Like when we save the day, when we create a, really dramatic before and after result right in our home in our gardens in our budget in our wardrobe in our laundry piles you know and there's a lot of drama there you know um, oh totally a lot of self-inflicted drama it's self-inflicted like, we, drama so is it like is it self-sabotaging for the hit <laughs> you know oh, well, like, it's, it's interesting it's, i think it's, it's almost uh it's, I think it's a maturity thing, mm-hmm. you know? So- because it is not sexy just to, like, quietly go about and <laughs> exactly. do your work. So if you do, for example, if you do a little bit of ironing every time something okay. comes through, and uh, by, the, by the way, I need to talk about an iron thing, okay? Shay, I Googled it, and you still have not given me the name. I... I got to talk to you about an iron thing. But before I go there, let me finish okay, my I'm going to make a note. Okay, I'm imagine so you if forget. you're doing your laundry and, and stuff comes through that needs iron and then you iron it and then you put it away. 
and everyone's and like nobody knows great. and no one knows great there's no yeah. lawn like there's no ironing pile no one notices no one cares yeah now if i have an ironing pile that's on my couch and it's been there for three weeks and i finally take <laughs> five hours on a saturday and i iron all this stuff and i get done i'm like i did it and you have to get yeah. carry out because yeah. it took you so long yeah. and- exactly <laughs> and everybody knows it um i'm not saying that's not a good good job like you did it yeah good and job. that's it right. and that's a good thing Personally, I would like to get to the point as a homemaker where I'm not putting out fires all yeah. the time, but instead I'm actually being disciplined and proactive so that those fires don't bubble up to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least fewer and far between. Right. And that can be said for any, like, oh, for yeah. working out. You know, it's a hell of a lot harder to lose weight. And get strong than it is just to get strong. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, it, it's so much easier to maintain than it is to try to dig yourself out from to something. Overhaul. Yeah, yeah. The same is true for gardening. No, think about the it. Same think is about true just for eating, laundry. just eating with, um, not modesty. What's the word I'm looking for? Moderation. You right. know, just, um, just being that person that you know doesn't eat hot like Brian says or whatever you know yeah and that's so much easier than January 1st like oh my gosh yeah throw everything out overhaul you know drama exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly and uh it's not that we all don't go through times of temporary imbalance but Mm -hmm. I do think the temptation is to slip into that because it gives you something kind of shocking to talk about. Mm -hmm, It gets mm -hmm. people in your corner saying, hey, good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, no one is just congratulating the person who just sort of faithfully does her stuff all the time. Right, right. No one's saying like, good on you. Well Mm -hmm. done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we better better be finding our... um, purpose from something other than temporal accolades from mm-hmm. culture from from mm-hmm. even our family we better be doing this job for some reason other than those things if we, especially if we want to get good at it mm-hmm. and and be um have it be sustainable like something where you know <laughs> you're not having a midlife crisis and clocking out you know oh absolutely where all of a sudden you just get you know, you see this all the time with people who raise children, then their kids get to, you know, be 18 and then they're like, I've hated my, my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just so angry. I, I gave you my best years. Mm-hmm. Right. I gave you my youth. I gave you all I had. Right. What a shame that is. Mm-hmm. What a shame that is. I tell ya. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about homemakers. <laughs> Let's talk about this iron. Let's go back to ironing. Okay. So Shay taunted me with a conversation weeks and weeks ago. Yes. About a gizmo she discovered in Italy. Yes. And she said she was going to get me all the details. Yes. And in the meantime, I'm still just ironing like a I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Okay. It is an iron. So you're still just ironing like a normal person. But. Okay. The, the funny thing about this, I thought you would think this is funny. Um, Rowenta, R-O-W-E-N-T-A, is the okay. name of this iron. 
And they're a really big iron company in Italy where there's a lot of ironing that goes on because nobody has dryers. Yeah. They all line dry their clothes, and so... Then they get crispy. (laughs) Right, and so then they have to iron them. So they always look very pressed. And I'm thinking, am I ironing wrong? Am I an idiot? Because ironing takes me forever. And Mm -hmm. my iron is crap, and it always leaves little, like, residue on stuff, and it makes Stu really mad. Oh, I'm, like, forever having to, like, scrape it off. Like, what? what is this crud on my iron? Yeah. I have to clean it. Like, yeah. So I finally text my friend John, and I said, John, okay, I'm pulling the plug. I knew this iron was going to be more than money than I wanted to spend. But I'd also had it. I had had a basket of ironing clothes in my laundry room what feels like for years. Like I can't ever get on top of it because it takes so yeah. much time. And anyway, so he's like, it's Rowenta. Da, 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 da. I go buy it. It gets delivered. And now it's made in France. It has this like giant made in France flag on it. And I'm just like, oh, is this the right one? Cause like, I just have this feeling that a bunch of Italians wouldn't buy this French made iron. They're, you know, particular <laughs> like that. <laughs> anyway, this iron not only is an amazing iron, but it's connected by this nylon wrapped hose. And -hmm. this hose connects from the iron to a water tank. So when you heat this up, it plugs in normal outlet, like a normal thing. You put some Mm -hmm. water in the water tank and then you iron and it goes, you, you control the steam. So I, you just hold it on and it just goes, Perfect. You just go perfect. Oh, not you're not repetitive. You're not like trying to work it. Angela, out. I don't. It it's like it nuclear steam irons. Like you just done. It's so confusing for somebody who irons a lot. So like because a, t- I a have tablecloth. Like, I will like pour water on something. Like why are why isn't this wrinkle bloody coming out? I, this thing is blowing blowing my mind. I have a king size vintage linen sheet that I got in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I drape it over my bed like a king's like I just it's so yummy. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's like the size of a football field. It's so big. And I had iron in like 4 minutes. I mean, it it is insane. Stu loves his clothes pressed. He loves it. Mm -hmm. Church pants, collared shirts. I mean, this thing, it just is like, it melts wrinkles. It's out of this world. (laughs) I've never, ever used anything like it. Um, Just put it on your, if you guys, if this is like, sounds sexy to you, put it on your Christmas (laughs) list. I'm telling you what. Um, Rowenta makes a lot of different types of yeah there's irons. a ton of them i just go- pulled it but up. if you look the one look at the one that looks like it's sitting on a water tank yeah i see it and maybe we should post a link to that below so people can okay. check it out um it's it was like this one is 329 yeah Give that's or take. it okay okay that's it and i know that that stings but my time is pretty valuable and this thing has saved me <laughs> hours of my time hours it's awesome I just cool. wanted you to know. How long, how far away can you set the tank? Like how far is Oh, the well, I have like cord? a, I have a little, 
ironing board, like a, just a normal ironing board, but it has a little plastic tray at the end of mm-hmm. it. So I just set it there and it works really well there. But I mean, not super far. The hose is probably, okay. I don't know, six feet long, maybe. Because nothing annoys me as much. I mean, I go through like the steam, like I'm forever refilling my iron. Yeah. And I got, I'm making the starch and I'm doing this. and I'm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this will, I, I think you will really, 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 really love this. Okay. That looks really I exciting. I just thought Because I was know. looking at the Williams-Sonoma one, which is about 10 times as much as this, literally. Ah. Like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Best yeah. ones. Yeah. I can't imagine. Because I, I iron the sheets for our Airbnb. Right. And it takes me a long time. Like, I'll put on a movie. I'm like, well, here we go. Yeah. So yeah. the fitted sheet is always tricky because it doesn't lay and submit like the other sheets do. So I'm actually hmm. thinking, I was thinking about this in bed last night. I bet you could put your fitted sheet on your bed and then use this to steam it while it's on your bed. I've done that with my fitted sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And just bring in because extension Because you're not relying on the heat and the, and the pressure as much as you hmm. are relying on the steam to do it. Cool. So I'm going to try that. We'll see. Very cool. Um, it sounds silly, but like for a homemaker, it's like getting no, a no, nice knife. You're just like, oh, this yeah. now makes my work pleasurable, yeah. faster, and more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to have the gear. You got to have the gear sometimes. Sometimes. You know? You can fake some things mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, I just find that, like, as a homemaker, even financially, you're like, okay, I've paid my dues for X amount of years. Now I want the gear. (laughs) Yeah, now I would like the gear, please. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that with my washing machine. So we... I (laughs) love my washing machine. I I love it. I tell it how good it is. I love you. Thank you. I love it. I don't... It was not cheap. Yeah. I don't regret. I love my washer and dryer. They make me so happy. And... for years, listeners, like as recent as last year, like I had $129 Facebook Marketplace Facebook appliances. Marketplace. That's all I've ever had. Janky. Oh, the dryer's broke again, Joel. He has to take it apart. The drum's laying in my foyer. Like, yep. vac- shop vacuuming the lint out of everything. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we, I mean, we always had Craigslist washer and dryer, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Look, right. there's probably a lot of you listening who are like, yeah, I'm there right now. Mm-hmm. Been there. I get it. Take I get good it. care of it. Like, like do your best. Do, yep, do your um, best. You know, Stu and I, we're always forever saying, you do genuinely have to just do the best you can with where you are. Mm-hmm. You got to do the best you can with what you got, where you are, and know that so long as you keep working at it, you will make progress. It's really easy to be where you are and just say, oh man, once we get there, oh, once we get here, once we get a little bit further this way or a little bit further down this road. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great in terms of, of growth. Like we should want to grow. We should want to develop. Mm-hmm. We should want to mature. Um, we should want to be sanctified. Like these are all very good things. But you gotta still remember to take stock of how far you've come. Because mm-hmm. that keeps you from forever <clears throat> lusting after something new and and being grateful for the progress. So like, you know, our our 
bedroom remodel is like at a complete stall and we are not quite finished yet. And so, you know, Stu was saying, oh man, we just need to get that light hung. We need to do this. We need to do that. I'm like, I'm so happy to have a laundry room. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking about the light. We'll get there. I know we'll mm-hmm. get there. It's not going to be like that forever. But like, I'm mm-hmm. just so thankful that our washing machine isn't draining into our yard anymore or that our hoses aren't freezing up because they weren't properly yeah. insulated, you know? Right. Or that our dryer isn't catching fire like our one last year. <laughs> like, I'm so grateful <laughs> to not be there. <laughs> yeah. That it... Um, it's, it's super easy to not stay in that space, though, because, like, if you want to go back to what you were talking about a while ago, if, you, if we live in a 30-minute before and after culture, yeah, it's really easy to think like we all deserve everything right now and that's not the way life works that's the way it's portrayed in front of us and that's the way we choose to see it whether we're watching an instagrammer oh look she's got everything you know yeah like we don't see the backstory i had somebody yeah this may or may not be fair to this person but i had somebody leave a comment on instagram uh or on youtube a few weeks ago about my garden and i I skimmed it and got my feathers ruffled and just had to walk away. And I don't know, I don't usually read comments. I don't know why I was there. I saw this comment. This is why I don't read comments. Yeah. Um, but it was, again, this might not be fair to her. I, it initially I took, I took it as must be nice. It was a long comment. And it was like, must be nice to garden in the Midwest uh, where you don't have this and you don't have that. Oh, yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah. fighting this and you're not fighting that. And I was like, Oh, I just have to walk away. I cannot even read this. Like, it offended me. Like, dang, nabbit, you don't talk to me about the Midwest gardening. I have no topsoil. I don't have any rain, like, to speak of. You, As far as living on the Great Lakes, you think we'd just be doused every two days, you know. I've got horrible bugs. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, it's that's not fair. There is no greener grass Almost every person you see has really fought for what they have, whether it's a washer and dryer or a garden or Mm -hmm. good skin. Like, give people credit. Mm -hmm. Most of them have a story to tell and have paid their dues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you just enjoy that washer, Shay, (laughs) because I will gray water going out into. I will. It killed all my goldfish in my pond. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to sit down across from somebody and actually hear their story. And, okay, I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts because he can be vile and raunch. But... Mm-hmm. He recently did an interview with Dr. Phil, and I have a lot of nostalgia for Dr. Phil, right? Daytime <laughs> television, okay? I'm a kid of the 90s. Okay, come home from school. Yeah, what else are you going to watch? Unsolved Mysteries or Dr. Phil? Which, by the way, did you notice that, did you see that Unsolved Mysteries is back on Netflix? It's like they're doing new episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. And all these no. poor kids who grew up in the 90s are just like, this is my nightmare. Like, come back to life. <laughs> like, every That's kid. funny. Who, thank you, honey. Every kid who ever watched Unsolved Mysteries is completely mm-hmm. traumatized by it. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is that Dr. Phil 
they did this interview and he talked mm -hmm. about the need for conversation, the need for putting humanness mm -hmm. to the person that you are conversing with. And when you sit down with somebody who has an opposing view to come together and the first, the very first thing you, what are the things we agree on? What are the things that we, we, we can see eye to eye on? Cause there are commonalities. For example, if you take like a, a staunch public school family and you take a staunch homeschool family, what's the goal there? They both have the common goal of giving their children the best education that, that they know that they can right. understand. They, they want their child to be educated in a good way. They might disagree on the method, but the goal is still the same. So identifying those things that are in common first, the, the, the common goal, and then listening to them and saying, now how can I get you the most of what you want in this situation? Now imagine if we were to enter into our spouses, into a conversation with our spouses like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to prioritize this today. You want to prioritize this today. We don't see eye to eye on this budget or this goal or this job or this move or whatever it is. What's the common, what's the common thing that we both want? Mm -hmm. And how can then I get you the most of what you want? And Dr. Phil pointed out, and I thought this was so smart, that a lot of times currency is different for different people. So mm -hmm. what I want from the situation, you might actually be able to give me at no cost to what it is that you want mm -hmm. because the currency of which that we're speaking might be completely different. I just think about this all the time with the amount of online interactions, you know, and right. my daughter's learning Latin. I didn't grow up learning Latin. I'm so grateful that she has the tutors that she has. Compan I thought you were going to say, I'm so grateful that I didn't have to I, learn I am Latin. So <laughs> I'm kicking myself now because it's really hard to do it with your child when you never did yeah, it yourself. Yeah. But my friend Natalie is amazing, and I'm super grateful for her. But Georgia came home all excited. She said, did you know that the word companion in Latin literally means the person that you break pane, bread with? Okay. That is what a companion is. And I, and I love that because yeah, yeah, when you beautiful. are face-to-face -face with a person, if this lady is face-to-face with you, she wouldn't come to your garden and just say, must be nice. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. No one would say that. That's very mean. And we have, most of us have some pretty general social protocols in place, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And yet, um, we don't show ourselves that grace and we don't show other people online that same grace. You know, what a different world it would be if we came at it in a different method. You know, I would, I seriously would recommend, there was only a few swear words in the whole thing. Like I would recommend you guys go and listen to that interview. I thought it was excellent. Hmm. It was very, very good. Like how do we bridge these gaps between people, between sides, between what's going on? Um, mm -hmm. And even if you don't care about any of that, how do you bridge gaps in your home? How do you bridge right. differences with your children? Mm -hmm. How do you bridge differences with your spouse or with your parents if you're living with your parents or your elderly parents if, you were, if they're living with you, you know? Like there's a lot of interactions that go on within the walls of our home. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I don't remember why I was on that tangent. Sorry. 
was a really good interview, uh, though. Did you listen to it? I don't. I didn't. No, I haven't listened to Rogan in quite a while because, like you said, I'm always. I don't want to listen to the comedians. No, they're terrible. And terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had Tulsi Gabbard on. I'd like to listen to that after the brouhaha last week. That intrigues me. And just like to hear that one. Uh-huh. But yeah, just mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It was mm-hmm. um, when you can be knowledgeable and actually listen to people. They talked a lot mm-hmm. about being a good listener. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a good refresher course on like, remember how we used to agree we would act as humans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that. <laughs> Let's go back mm-hmm. to that common sense. Um, this is unkind, this is kind sort of a thing. Yeah, right. it, was, it was really good. So anyway. Yeah, for all of that, you have to um, surrender the idea of winning. <laughs> and I mean, for all of it, you just have to let go of yeah. it. Like, I, I, yeah. I, you know, if your end game is to change someone's mind or, I mean, even within your home, like. It, You've lost. You, you have to really relinquish a lot if you're going to, like, come at that properly. I mean, Yes, you can want to be the best listener and use all the listening skills you've ever learned from Jordan Peterson or whoever. But like if your end game is to be right, you just have there's a lot of surrender that has to happen mm-hmm. there. Like Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you enter if you enter a conversation to win um at the end of the day, that just kind of makes you a narcissist. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you a good companion. It doesn't make you a good spouse. It doesn't make you a good mother. It doesn't make you a good human. What? So you're right? Great. And you're isolated and you're alone and everyone hates you. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's not how we function as humans. Mm-hmm. We don't function in solidarity. Right. So good for you. You're right. Go pat yourself on the back. There's no one going to be there to scratch it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, I think what, to Dr. Phil's end, it was how do we function? Let's remember how we function around other people in community. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, one of the things I really love about about classical education is that it does walk children through this because we have a natural inclination to argue, to be right, to want to mm-hmm. be heard. And they go through the, this rhetoric phase of the art of argument. There is mm-hmm. a good way and a bad way to have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, slinging mud and name calling and just wanting to, to come out the victor is an inappropriate way to have an argument. Right. Ugh. <laughs> we send that memo out. <laughs> to <everyone>. PSA. <laughs> right. Um, the more you know. <laughs> Why don't we thank our season sponsor, and I'm going to dig up some questions from over on Instagram. Okay. So a very special thank you to House of Tokuman Rugs. <clears throat> I know what's happening. So it's um, 
Halloween, Reformation Day, end of end of October, and the holidays are right around the corner, and you're thinking about making your house beautiful, making it cozy, have something, having something warm to step on on cold mornings, and so you should check out hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off. An heirloom rug, heirloom quality, heirloom, heirloom rug. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are newer than others. Some of them are true antiques. They're absolutely beautiful. They're wool. They're hand woven. And they are made to last a lifetime uh, so they can withstand your your pets mm-hmm. and your husband's boots. Oh, my gosh. Aiden's always walking through the kitchen with his work boots on. I'm like, thank you, House of Tokumen. Because <laughs> you would have destroyed the Target rug by now. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, but, <clears throat> and I know that it's not always possible because a lot of you are making do with what you have, where you are. And I've been there, done that, and I'm still there in a lot of different ways. Um, I really delight as a homemaker in bringing things into the home that I know aren't, they're not meant to be replaceable. It's not the yeah. seasonal decor. It's not the the rug where you're just like, oh, well, it'll get us through the summer. Mm-hmm. It brings me such joy to be like, I shall now put this rug here and here it shall remain until my dying day. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> or same with like the washing machine, you know, like I'm so grateful to know that this is going to be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. And to bring those things into your home that have stories, the rugs that have stories, a lot of them have little they find the weavers will find a way to put their signature on the rug, you know, like, hey, I committed nine months of my life to weaving this rug. Right. Um, it's a really, really special, special thing. So, hotrugs.net, House of Tokuman, H O T, rugs.net, or you can follow them over on Instagram, House of Tokuman, over there, and Annabelle will teach you more than you ever thought you could possibly know about these rugs. And why they're different and why why they're so special. Yeah. So they are the season, the official um, taking care of business season sponsor. So mm-hmm. thank you to House of Tokuman. Mm-hmm. She also offers, she does offer payments on her rugs through her website. Which is so nice. So not only yeah. can you get 25% off, but you can break it into four payments as well. Um, so that's a great way to do that. Okay. Let's start with some questions. Here's one from Amelia. This one's from for you, Angela. Okay. Um, what brand of sauna do you have, and is it full spectrum? I must have said to Stu 30 times when we had COVID. I was like, do you know how much it'd be, how nice it'd be to get into a sauna right now? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to pull up my order here because I don't remember the... The actual brand name so um i got it here here this is really great so i wish they were a sponsor of the show because on this show if you hadn't noticed like we work with companies that we were already enjoying yeah in many <laughs> cases we've gone to them and we've said here's our message it's better not more it's you know it's xyz um and you your product and the way it has affected our lives like it works with that would you like to be part of what we're doing and I feel that way about my sauna I got it from 
you're going to get a major free plug here. Findyourbath.com. Findyourbath.com. And I have to say that their service is so good, I actually questioned what decade I was living in. Like, are you kidding me? People can still do that? People can still treat someone this way and make them feel so good about Mm -hmm. money they've spent. Um, So mine is... uh, I bought the Golden Design Sauna. Maybe that's the brand name because they carry a lot of different brands at Find Your Bath. Golden Design Sauna, Dynamic, um, two-person Safar infrared sauna. And I, I found it because I was Googling low EMF saunas. Mm-hmm. There what you was go. Her, the part B to her question? Is uh, it is full, it full spectrum? spectrum? <clears throat> yes, question I think mark? it is. <laughs> I think yeah. it is, yeah. 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 Um, I don't have a sauna, but I'm saving for one and I'm not going to be able to afford one if I keep buying irons, but, (laughs) 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 but my friends locally own a, they own a sauna company and so they sell Finn saunas, F-I-N-N, it's a Norwegian made Mm -hmm. uh, brand. And so I think I will probably save up till I can get one of those and have them come and install it so that they can be here and just service it and take care of it for me. Cause ours mm-hmm. has to be outside. We have no mm-hmm. space in our home. And so it has, it's going to have to sit outside on our porch. And so it has to be rated and it's like a different thing than an yeah, indoor sauna than an indoor sauna. Yeah. Um, and because we have such cold winters, I just want to make sure that somebody's here who can help me with it. If it breaks down because I am done throwing crap away i'm done hauling stuff to the junk pit because it breaks i'm done Mm -hmm. like if i can't fix it i don't want it okay ladies as we continue on this conversation we would encourage you to pour a glass with us won't you coffee tea or dry farm wines now i got an email the other day from somebody who, who had a problem with our wine segment and she said you know there are really great natural wine producers all over the United States and you should plug them too. And so I opened up a conversation with this woman and she said she was she was intriguing because she said, you know, a lot of what you talk about, no good winemaker would would ever consider adding things, colorants, preservative, these kinds of mm-hmm. things would consider adding these to their wines. Mm-hmm. So we continue our conversation and it's it's very cordial. Well, then she came back to me. She emailed me again and she said, all right, I, I got to take it. I got to take it back because I was talking with whoopsie, a friend of Sorry. mine. <laughs> yeah. And here's here's the catch, people. Okay. This is this is what's so great about Dry Farms. We always say, you know, they, they take the guesswork out for you of getting good wines delivered to your doorstep so that you don't really have to do that work. Because mm-hmm. as this lady realized, what's illegal in certain states or in certain countries is not in others. Mm -hmm. And so it might be illegal, let's say, to put purple dye in a Washington wine. I don't know if that's true, but let's just say in theory it is. Okay. That might not be the case for South Africa or New Zealand or Austria or Germany. All of these countries have all of these different wine rules and it can get really tricky when you are trying to, to drink clean, beautiful wines. It can get really tricky to do all of that legwork by Mm -hmm. yourself. 
-hmm. And that's where Dry Farms comes into place. So you can stock up with these wines, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. That's the link that you want to use because you get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny when you use that link. So make sure you use it. Um, but they do the legwork for you. So Dry Farms is not a label. It's not, it's not a brand of wine. It is simply a third party that goes and does the legwork for us and sources these wines that are made without additives, without sugar, without genetically modified yeasts, without colorants, without fillers. They find them and they bring them to your doorstep. So whether you're wanting three bottles or nine bottles or 12 bottles of reds, of French reds, of Italian reds, of, of bubblies, of whites, of rosés, you can go do a little shopping, figure out what it is you want to stock your wine cabinet with, and then use that link, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic so you can get an extra bottle in your order. And... I think, you know, as far as Dry Farm is concerned or, or speaking on their behalf or whatever, um, it's not that there's zero good American winemakers. Is that It's that they have a pretty long list of boxes that have to get ticked to be a Dry Farm wine, and there isn't an American winemaker that ticks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, mm-hmm. there's, it's very stringent. So um, Okay. Uh, Saint-Emilion is my favorite region in France. So it looks like Saint Emilion. Mm-hmm. E-M-I-L-I-O-N, if you're wanting to kind of visualize that. And I um, unpacked my box the other day, and we murdered this bottle. It is empty. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> this is a 2001. So um, that sort of made me giddy because... Uh, Sometimes the wines are a little bit younger with Dry Farm, and that's just because they're um, not as stable because of the spontaneous fermentation and all that jazz. So um, we got this. It was excellent. So it's a it's called Chateau de Rocher. So um, Rock Castle, loosely, simply put. And it's interesting because we're going to, like you just harvested your grapes. Mm-hmm. We're actually planting ours next spring. And our house is called Sur le Rocher on the rock because we're on a big slab of rock here. And um, obviously there's a double entendre there. Uh, so we kind of liked the name of this one, but it was so good. So if you're in the VIP club, actually maybe don't because I'm going to request that all these bottles be sent <laughs> give me here. A, give me a case of those. <laughs> yes, I would like a case of these. Um, it was delicious. So it is uh, 90% Merlot, 5 Cab Franc, and 5 Cabernet Sauvignon. And um, an older bottle for Dry Farm, which I mm-hmm. thought was really Oh, exciting. that's so fun. Can really you show exciting. me the label again? Yeah, if you can. Okay, so noted. That. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, so. so visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. There's a link directly to that below the show notes thank you mm-hmm. yep I've already started to stock up on bubbly just for entertaining for the holidays so of course of course stock up time mm-hmm. all right all righty yeah um okay Cindy she says hi love your show you inspire this Latina every day what was that Italian iron you were talking about Rowenta could be a French iron I'm not sure what the story is it there. is it says made in France yeah boom 
Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, amaryllis and holiday coziness ideas. This is from the Suburban Bee. What are some fun, cozy, traditional holidays idea holiday ideas to start now and throughout the season? Do you have any special okay. traditions like? always baking cookies or reading from a certain book. Mm-hmm. Um, anything we want to talk about with winter flowering bulbs, yada, yada. Simple gifts. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to start my bulbs next week and then stagger them. I don't stop. I mean, I stagger them so I have them for the holidays, for all through the holiday season, but then I don't stop because February is when you really need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, so I force bulbs indoors for sure. In fact, my first ones, I brought my citrus in and I had, um, bulbs just sitting in the citrus from last winter. So this is crazy. So I had my citrus in my conservatory last winter, got done with like my narcissist or something and just stuck them in the top of my lemon tree, took the lemon tree outside to the hoop house for the summer, just brought it in and they're totally growing <laughs> I can't I mean they've just been sitting on top I just figured they would be rotten and smushy and yeah so they're like this tall already there you go so my bulbs are gonna start blooming any day now which is quite exciting um we do make cookies you know this is like the kids it's we're already baking I'm making my French macaron and we'll start pies and all that stuff the kids are already asking, like, can we rev it up in the kitchen? So this is when I do buy, like, a big bag of powdered sugar, cheap butter for frosting. Like, I, this is where I start, like, stocking up on, like, your quintessential garbage mm. <laughs> baking supplies, you know. I just so I cannot them. do it. I just, I wish I could. I, I genuinely. Powdered sugar? No, not, I don't, even, I, maybe a little bit of powdered sugar. A little bit. Okay. I know it's a problem. I just actually was thinking, what must it be like to go through life without this bent that makes everything so hard? <laughs> what must that be like? I have a 25 pound bag of Rapidura and then I got like 10 bags of organic powdered sugar from, uh, from, uh, Azur. So there you go. <laughs> okay. The, the bulb thing. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I don't think I'm going to do it this year. Because I find it, it makes me depressed in some ways. Like, <laughs> it's like dirty and then they die. And then you're like, now what am I going to do with you? It's going to be frozen outside for four more weeks. You know, like I don't have the conservatory mm-hmm. like you have in your home. And uh-huh. so our home, the footprint is very small. And it's even smaller in the winter when everybody's just uh, in here. And I've had to bring mm-hmm. five citrus trees inside for the winter. Mm-hmm. And... It gets very stuffed very quickly with with things. And so yeah. instead, my citrus this year is going to go into my new bathroom because it's nice and humid in there. So hope, cool. hopefully it'll be happier because my citrus, uh-huh. um, Angela and I, I will never forget this. You guys know Mimi Thorison. She's this <laughs> incredible <laughs> cook, model, whatever. I don't know. She's just like royalty, aristocratic royalty, and, you know, just ridiculously beautiful. 
Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> so she posts this picture on Instagram a couple years ago, and she's dressed in all, you know, just design. She just looks fabulous. And she's taking a picture with her kumquat tree. <laughs> it's like four feet wide and just loaded with these gorgeous kumquats. And I sent a picture of myself in my disgusting clothes and looking all haggard and terrible next to my lemon tree inside. And my lemon tree has like four four leaves on it. And it's like all dead. I sent it to Angela. I sent them side by side. Hashtag all I do is win. My citrus have some sort of a creature living on them, and they sure. they look about like that. They have like four leaves. They didn't do very good the last year. And Amelie's telling me I need to go in by hand and scrape all of these things off the leaves. What are they? Like, I don't know. They're supposedly they're armored, and their neem oil is no match for for them. Okay. How did I say that backwards? Yeah, no, they're no, no, no match for neem oil. Neem oil is no match yeah. for them. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, that's funny. But I'm just going to lop them off and just cut try them again. down to twigs and see what happens. Yeah, try again. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep trying. It's like, I don't even want to talk. I'm like a glutton for punishment. If anyone ever asks me. I think me. I've harvested one lemon <laughs> off two grapefruit and two lemon trees in the last three years. <laughs> Why do we do But this? it sounds really good to be like, I brought my citrus in from outside and I put them in my conservatory. It does. And then my narcissist just bloomed. I didn't even see, know they were alive. See, you always, you always talk about knowing thyself. What will happen is if I plant indoor bulbs, I'll be like, they're beautiful and they are beautiful for like five days. And then they die. And then I will throw them onto my front porch and then they will, the water will come down from the roof and it will create like an icicle that connects to this pot of dirty, half dead narcissists and such. And then it will sit there and then I'll have to wait for it to defrost in the spring and then it'll spill dirt everywhere. And I'm just done. I'm done with crap like that. I cannot suffer it any longer. I can't. That has to feel good, though, like to know you're never going to go through that stress again. <laughs> Just it does. No, it's, let it go. I, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm not saying that. And maybe in a different time in my life where I don't have the obligations that I have now, maybe that I will Just come get back to, to that. three. The th- here, look here. If you if you're feeling Shay, <laughs> there Costco sells this three pack of waxed ones, mm-hmm. and they're one and done. You can't keep them. Yeah. When they're waxed. So you just enjoy it. You don't have to water it or anything. They're just coated in wax. They look fabulous. You throw them away. Yeah. Three for 20. Okay. A couple it's years cheap. ago, I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this to the nines and I'm going to fill my house and it's going to be amazing. And I did. I bought like a thousand bulbs and I filled every container I could put my hands on. And the problem became you're using frozen soil and then you're like bringing it inside so it'll just thaw and then you're trying to like fill this up and then the dirt's getting all over your dining room because where else are you going to do this at you know and then and, <laughs> i just use gravel and then like 3 weeks courtyard. later you end up with 18 containers with all these half dead plants and lopped over i'm just i'm i'm serious you guys like sometimes elimination is actually better than doing i genuinely mm-hmm. believe that 
just, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing it. Well, it's just that same thing, like I say about, like, don't let the outfit wear you, wear the outfit. Yeah. Like, if the bulbs are running your life, <laughs> then you didn't plant bulbs. They planted you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like. The, the enjoyment yeah. that I get out of them could yeah. be just as served if I just sent myself flowers every week through February. Mm-hmm. And the money would probably be about the same. Like, just, like, can we just spare that? Can we just spare ourselves all that? struggle and strife um okay Uh, let's move on from that i'm actually doing an einkorn shortbread recipe on youtube later this week the suburban bee so watch for that that's kind of my go-to holiday cookie that i make cool um a little bit more rustic but as it goes and i have a video on bulbs if you want to learn how to grow them and not let them grow so tall and flop over. There you go. You can check that out on YouTube. There I'm you go. I'm going to put in a coffee order while you're reading this question. Uh, Stu oh. brought me one, and it's making my life so much better right now. I love it. I love coffee. Just thought you should know. One thing I learned when um, I was in Italy, Americans, we do like to know, we, we like to be in control, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like... No. <laughs> It's true. Not me. It's because we're so good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For example, I get up in the morning. Like, I want to know where's my coffee coming from? What kind of coffee is it going to be? Right? Like, is it going to be a mm-hmm. cappuccino? Is it going to be an espresso? Is it going to be an Americano? Like, I want to know these things. And the flying by my seat of my pants with coffee consumption, I found to be not thrilling. Mm-hmm. I was more like, I'm going to need to know, you know, you'd be at like an Airbnb and they're like, oh, we'll get you coffee in the morning. You're like, so what time? Like, what, yeah. what time are we talking? Because, you know, it's important. <laughs> That's why I love renting cars. I'm like, it gives me at least that, that idea of control <laughs> over the situation. Even though you make me drive. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did I ever tell you about Stu's driving when we were there? Uh, no. Okay. Driving in, like, old Italian cities, like, especially big cities like Palermo, mm-hmm. it is, it is like, nothing. There's no words to describe it. You're like, oh, is it frantic? You're imagine. like, that's not, that's not the word. There's no, an, there's an no lanes. There's no manual. rules. There's no, you know, everything's a suggestion. It's like... there's no rules like if you're if you're driving and you're just like kind of going the normal like people will pass you on the Mm -hmm. left people will pass you on the right like and no one's angry they're not like aggressive driving Mm -hmm. it's just you nose out you cut people off like I don't even know how to describe I don't quite have the words to describe how insane it is no cars are automatic so Okay, that's what I like, wondered. I can drive that's a fun. stick, but I'm not great at it. I feel like the next time I go, I need to rent. Like, I don't want to forget how. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do it. Yeah. Um, but it's been a few years. And I was sort of imagining it the other day. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it had been a few years for Stu. He was our driver. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're following Dolores and Drew in their car. 
and it's just my mind is being blown. I'm like, I've never, I've, I'm clenched so tightly in my seat. It's like Bangkok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just insane. And so Stu is just like, he realizes, like, you sink or swim. Like, you, you either. You play the game. You play you, the game or, or yeah, you're yeah. dead. You are right. smushed. And so he, he it, it was like a switch. It was like this piece of stew I'd never seen. He's gesturing out yeah, the windows. He, <laughs> he is going for it. And we get to where, and mind you, like these roads, it's like you got to pull your mirrors in on the sides. I mean, you're, you're driving through a right. city that's 2,000 years old. Like they didn't make right. roads for cars, okay? So they made like, them for donkeys. They made them okay? for donkeys. So it's like you're getting up and like we had to get out a few times and like move things out of the way so that the car could like turn around. I mean, it's just, it's insane. So we get to where we're going in Palermo finally. And it's mm-hmm. like I get out, I'm sweating. I'm just like, oh, what just happened? And John gets out. He's been in the car with Dolores and Drew in front of us. And he's like, Stu, I've never seen anybody who's not Italian drive like that. And for the rest of the trip, they called him Stu E.G. Because they were just like, you earned it. Like, there is, like that, you hung. You know? It was like, <laughs> so great. I love it. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Do they have, like, the mad, crazy roundabouts like they do in France? We have those here in Wisconsin. Ah. People don't know what to do. People lose their mind at a People roundabout. People get very confused around. They don't know what to do. It drives me crazy. Like it's not a hard concept. No, I don't remember there being a lot of roundabouts. Mm. Um, yeah. I will be going back for sure with like all the anti-nausea medicine. I mean, I get car sick anyway since having kids. Mm -hmm. And then you pepper in a stick and you pepper in, like, mountain roads that are just, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, pig's intestines, somebody likened them to. And uh, they kept having to feed me saltines. I was hanging my head out the window like a dog, you know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, we don't travel without. We call it drama queen. Did you bring your drama queen? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. Yeah. Don't travel without it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I can't remember why I was I don't know if that's that like a perimenopausal thing, but like I have to have it too now because I don't get car sick. I get out of the vehicle and it feels like I'm standing on a boat. Ah. I think it's a... That's something to a look forward a to. 40s, I think it's a 40s <laughs> thing. There's probably <laughs> listeners like, yep. Yeah, it feels like I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, hang on, hang on. The coffee cup just comes in. <laughs> that was great. The hand just, here you go. It was, I had the little hook and eye. Here you go. Um, Look, did you see that? Antique door. Boom. I did notice that. Yes. It looks wonderful. Getting stuff done. Go Joel. Yeah. Um, we are hosting Thanksgiving this year. Back mm-hmm. to this question so that's gonna be a lot of fun and um sort of usually I it's a little crazy you know hosting is just crazy but um it'll be good but other than that the suburban bee we don't really have um a ton of stuff I mean we do a lot of we we keep it like our church stuff so that's kind of where a lot of our tradition comes from like we have our Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve service um, and a Christmas service and all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of our traditions come from there. Okay. Cool. 
Um, <laughs> this must be a good one for you. Okay. This is from Jenna. I got a beautiful piece of antique furniture and I got it home and it smells. What do I do? Oh boy. <laughs> well, smell being relative. I mean, smells vary. So, I mean, I can't stand chemical stuff. Like I would never use Febreze or anything like that because I can't even walk down the aisle of it at the mm-hmm. grocery store. Um, what What is it? Is it a sofa? Is it a chair? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. So I guess not knowing what it is, um, you could start with, well, it's tricky. Yeah, you could start with just covering it in baking soda and letting it sit for a few days. Let it sit outside covered in baking soda. Um, and then it is nice just to rent the Stanley Steamer or whatever it's called from Ace Hardware and give it a good cleaning. Because sometimes, you, I mean, you want to get in there and like cooties, your own cooties are one thing, yeah. but somebody else's kind of creeps me out. And if I buy it, a fabric piece of furniture I will just go ahead and rent and again there's chemicals there but it's not as stinky as Febreze but I will just give it a good shampooing yeah there you go okay Mm -hmm. here's another one from Jenna this is this is taking things in a different direction oh boy can Shay talk more about her experience in the cattle industry I remember her talking. Shay is like this. She's like, oh, and then I spent a year in Alaska on a fishing boat. You're like, wait, I'm sorry. How many lives have you lived before we started this show? Because and two uteruses and Alaska. And like, Did you know my very first television appearance was on The Doctors about my uterus? Did you know this? See what I My mean? My uterus has taken I'm me to public television, friend. you guys. It's true. Well, I remember somebody called me once and she opened the conversation like this. She's like, wait a minute. Shay has two vaginas? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me clarify. Let me clarify. But it was no. just like, she's beautiful and she's blonde and she, and she has two vaginas. <laughs> um, okay, now I have to talk about that first, okay? okay. Just in case anyone's listening, I have... You did basically just say it's your claim to fame. It is. I made it, it made on national famous. television because... I remember because they came, they sent a house, they sent a TV crew to our... House when we I'm when we lived in it, Alabama. Shay. No, you're you're, it gets better. Me. It gets better. Okay. So they send this TV crew to help us film this like commercial to advertise this show, The Doctors. Okay, everybody knows The Doctors, and they have me hold they two do. tampons, and we went. Anyway, <laughs> I do not have two vaginas. Okay. <laughs> Everybody starts their life with two, with two uh, females will start their life with two uteruses. 
And those uteruses will, they kind of come together and they make one big uterus, okay? Right. So during the fusion process, sometimes they don't, they don't fuse fully back together or fully together. And so what you end up with is two, I mean, think about it like an empty water balloon, right? You got two of them. And so (laughs) sperm coming in could go left, it could go right, it could go into, so I've had children from both uteruses. But the reason I'm sharing this is because not a lot of people talk about uterines idelphus. A lot of women, it's not that uncommon. I mean, it's Uh still an anomaly, but like I've gotten a lot of emails from people because I wrote about this on the blog years ago. Um, And I was told like, you'll kind of be lucky if you have children basically because this can cause all kinds of problems. You won't be able to carry them till term. And so I was like, I remember just weeping about this. Even before I was married, I was just like, that this is terrible. Mm. And so when we got pregnant unexpectedly, I was so relieved and all my babies were carried Mm. to full term, but they were all very, very small. And they liken that to just the uterus was, it's smaller. It's a smaller Mm -hmm. uterus. So anyway, there you go. So go back to that. They give you two tampons. Oh, gosh. That's where I fell off my chair. Well, this was just, you know, as television (laughs) does, they, I just hate television. But yeah, this was, this was the infomercial was me just. Holding up two tampons, like. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> um, Can I find that clip? Probably somewhere. It's probably somewhere on the internet. I don't know. This was a, like kind of pre. Gosh, this would have been t- like ten years ago. <clears throat> Maybe over ten years ago. Eleven years ago. Anyway. Okay. I'm sorry. That okay, just there you go. Got me. Uh, got me. So that's my claim to fame. It's all downhill from okay. there. Stu and I were also talking last night when we were in the kitchen and I was just scrubbing crap off the counters. And he was just like, do you think when the Food Network came to shoot a pilot in our kitchen, they were just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) All these executives fly in from like the Food Network studios in Manhattan and they come come to my crappy, crusty kitchen. That was like before your floor or anything. It was like when you could see into the basement. and It was so bad. I mean, I I guarantee you when they walked into that kitchen, they were like, this isn't going to work. Like you could have just spared me the 10 days of work that followed that and just been like, no. We wanted like the the idea of a farm, not like the actual The idea of a farm. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that's a different story. Oh my gosh. Cattle industry. So I was introduced to cows. I did not grow up in this kind of family at all. Um, Mm. I dated a guy in high school who was raising steers for FFA for fair. And so I would drive out with him to where he was keeping his steer. And a steer is a castrated male cow. And you raise them for beef. So you'd, you'd show them, you'd get them all fat, and then you'd take them to fair. And it's a really common thing here. But it was like my first time ever being intimately around a cow. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved the way they smelled. I loved the way they sounded. I loved the way they felt. I just, I just loved, mm-hmm. loved him. And so then the next year I raised one and I loved it. 
did it again the next year. And then by then I was a senior and I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta do something. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd been in FFA, I'd been in agriculture, I'd gotten really into horse riding at this point in my life. And so I decide that I'm going to go to uh, WSU, just state university here and study animal science. And they offered a beef production major. So you could go pre-vet, you could go dairy production, or you could go beef production. Okay. And I was primarily like all my experience thus far had been in beef production in raising these meat steers for fair. And so that's what I decided to go into. That's how much thought I gave my major, which is probably a huge argument for why children shouldn't go to college and pick their major when they're 18. (laughs) Um, But I had also done running start, so I had to choose right away. Like I didn't, I didn't have that. There was no gap year. There was no like time to figure it out while I was doing my prereqs. It was like, I'm going and I'm going in right now and I got to choose now. So I ended up majoring in beef production. I loved it. I loved the classes that I took. Um, like you're taking classes on grading marbling and mm. formulating feed mixes. And <clears throat> I just loved it. I loved being around cows. I loved, but here, here was the interesting timing of it because when I went to college, I graduated at college in 2006. The organic grass-fed thing was like, it was just a whisper, barely a whisper at this time, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about now. But I remember going to a friend of mine and saying, you know, I think that, I think this like grass-fed thing, I think this is going to be a thing. I think this is, if I were a betting man, like this is where I would Mm -hmm. put my money Mm -hmm. And he was just like, no, I don't think, I don't think that'll be the case. I don't think that'll be the case. And I was like, I feel like it might, I feel like it's going to gain some steam. So I graduate college and I go work at a feedlot and you're feeding 40,000 head of cows Mm. twice per day. I was the only female who worked there at all, which was a, that was a stupid situation. You know, you just talk about, like, having wisdom just because you can doesn't mm-hmm. mean you should. Mm-hmm. I was 19, 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, stupid idea. But I work at this feedlot, and I see how all this is going down. And mind you, I just, I'm here because the cows. I lo- I'm not here because the mm-hmm. money that I can make with it. I'm not here because some science formulation intrigues. I'm here just because I freaking love these things. And like, I would love driving my feed truck up and they would like jump around. They'd be so happy, you know? And they jump because they're happy. They're it's so one of the most cute. charming, precious <laughs> things. You're like watching this 1200 pound animal skedaddle oh, out of yeah. joy yeah. and excitement. It's a skedaddle. It's so great. That's exactly it what it is. It's like a cartoon character, like where they bring their feet together, yep. like in the cartoons yep. when they're, yep. yeah, yeah. And I just delighted. I just absolutely delighted in the cows and was completely disgusted by God. the other parts of it because of, because yeah. I love the cows so much. And I remember just thinking, God, these cows need to be on grass. Like, these cows need space. These cows are really, really, really sick. Like, they're sick all the time. You know, they'd be the pen riders... Um, which would be men on horseback. They would ride through the, the, these big pens every day. That's all they did was just ride these pens and they'd cull out the sick ones and they'd put them into the sick pen. And 
and this was just constant. Like you just, you just expect it. Like, yeah, these, they're going to be sick. You're pumping them full of all this, um, food that's frankly quite, quite disgusting. You know, it's not like, you know, when you get really beautiful cob from the feed store and it's corn oats and barley cob and it's Mm -hmm, coated mm -hmm. in molasses and it smells sweet and you're like, Oh, here's a little treat. Mm -hmm. Um, this Mm -hmm. is not like that. This is like, uh, a lot of byproducts, potato waste, um, you know, like cornmeal or, or soybean meal, a byproduct of that. Like it's gross stuff. Anyway, I just remember thinking, I got to do this and I got to do this like in a much better way. And the best way that I could do that was to get a cow and just put my hand to that cow individually. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it all started. So, um, I haven't been in the quote, like beef industry for a very long time. Um, and instead now we use a whole like network of farmers and those sorts of things. And that's sort of our method now. There you go. Cool. That there was a go. that was a different life ago. Big mm. time. For the past 3 years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliot Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello homemakers, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties, it's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Um, <clears throat> Angela, Aaron would love to hear how you met your husband and any fun engagement or wedding story. Um, That'll be a fun one to end on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we met dancing, and we used to two-step 
together. So that was really romantic. I was young <laughs> and uh, he taught me how to dance. And I used to go to this, it was a bar, but it was um, not labeled as such as far as like zoning and stuff goes. So I would go with my mom and a bunch of her friends and they used to line dance and then stay after and watch the couples dance. And my mom said, um, I have this friend, and I didn't go with her all the time, so I went with her a few times, and she said, I have this friend I'd like to introduce you to. And so she introduced us, which is cute. <laughs> and um, it was really romantic, you know, like you're just like seeing somebody for like an hour and a half a week, mm -hmm. kind of wondering if they were going to show up kind of a thing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, wedding, something interesting about the wedding. Um I don't know. It was, I planned the whole thing by myself, which I was really proud of because at that age and um, my dress I had picked out when I was 16, it was discontinued. I used to get Victoria Magazine. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that loved Victoria Magazine. And I remember seeing this dress in a Victoria Magazine. I was 16 years old and I tore it out and I just like stuck it in my piano bench or something like that. I'm like, I'm not going to forget this dress. This is so beautiful. So then when I went to research it, when we got engaged, um, I found out it was a Christian Dior. Okay, not in my budget. And <laughs> of course and it, even was. If it was. It was even if it was, it was discontinued, you know. So I had it made identical. A friend's mom made it for me. And my bridesmaids dresses I designed after we used like a combination of patterns, but we designed them after Jackie Kennedy's bridesmaids. So they wore white, which was just not done back then. Um, so that's see when I say she came it, out of the womb this way, this is what I'm talking about, yeah, you guys. She see literally what I mean? came out of the womb this way. It's like oh, I Chris picked out a Christian Dior. I knew who Christian Dior was when I was 16. I picked out his wedding. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of you know, there's things I do different today. Sure. We got married like right before the whole like. Um, documentary photography came into like so my, our wedding pictures they are outdated yeah we just missed it by about 18 months that whole like sort of trend yeah. you know yeah. um so it makes me sad because it was really an aesthetically pleasing wedding it was really simple we had our reception in a log cabin on a property that was um designed by one of frank lloyd wright's students so I, i'm a big frank lloyd wright admirer so that was cool um and it's sad because the property is no longer. Mm -hmm. It's a subdivision, which is typical. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I have always wanted to have like a big anniversary party where I, like you do like a like a big meal and and dancing mm -hmm. and fun and like like another gown, not like a not like a vow renewal thing, but like just like right. a party, like a yeah. hey, we've been married for twenty years or twenty five years or whatever, like. Let's yeah. have a party and just and get some pictures taken because, you know, our our wedding pictures, we paid a guy like 200 bucks to take them. He was just a friend of ours who like knew his way mm -hmm. somewhat. But the same thing. This was be this was before, at least here, before that style of photography. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, I don't sad. have like good we had wedding pictures at all. We had a relative film, like, with a camcorder. Yeah. So, like, the date is down in the corner. Oh, yeah. Didn't film me walking down the aisle. Yeah. Filmed me at the end, turned it off, yeah. got me when I got yeah. up front. I was like, 
Wow. Our whole video of our actual thing was just a camcorder <laughs> set on a tripod. You guys, we didn't have phones. Mm -hmm. Like, phones didn't do this back then. And our pastor at the time, or my parents' pastor at the time, came and sat mm -hmm. right in front of the camera. Brilliant. You can't see anything except the back of his head. The whole video. That's as bad as not make the walk down the aisle. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess it's a good thing we like each other still, because... We don't, we don't yeah. have any, uh, we don't have good, good photographs, you know, at all. Sad. I love the idea. I always, I always like love the idea, like you were saying, of a party and then like, and the children are there. Like this yeah. is what came, this is what came of us. Like we love each other so much. And these are the people yeah. that are here because we love each other. Yeah. And like, because they obviously weren't at the wedding. Like, it's just, I just love the idea of like the culmination of everybody there together. Loving each other is a very yeah. important thing and it's worth celebrating and yes and amen mm -hmm. to weddings, but like staying committed to that mm -hmm. is even better. It's mm -hmm. way better because it's really easy to, to love somebody when they're fresh and clean. And it's a lot right? harder to love somebody when you've seen them have some babies. <laughs> and like you've had to like clean their wounds. You know, and right. and yeah. pick up their snot rags and and flush the toilet. Mm -hmm. Like that's an actual act of love, you know. Yeah. And I think that that is worth celebrating. And I wish people made. If I got like all the all the invitations to anniversary parties, I would be there with bells on. I think it's sometimes, so valuable. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's so reverse. So like, reverse. Have you ever seen Jim Jim Gaffigan do that skit about like we'll get your family and my family and we'll <laughs> pretend we each run a kingdom and we will celebrate. You know, it's like he does this whole funny thing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I think like sometimes maybe you just should go just stand in, you know, like Laura Ingalls. And yeah. Like, just stand in front of somebody in their living room, say your vows, and then, like, in 10 years, you get to have a party. Yeah, because you know what? You know, we like, all know why you're doing it. Like, the fun stuff isn't the wedding. <laughs> it's not the wedding. Right? Okay? Like, we... They're so... I mean, I think they're mm -hmm. just out of control. They're so mm -hmm. overpriced and so silly. Yeah. Ours was done on such a shoestring, and it was still... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that much money. I think it was $5,000 when it was all said yeah, and done. Yeah, that's probably but, about what ours was, too. Yeah, it was. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a little backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's something wonderful, and it's something to we should We should talk about. We should talk about weddings, because there's, there's a lot there. Hmm. We, I've been um, sort of mourning, and I know that you, you know, Junior and Juliet are the same age. Mm-hmm. We have a, I have a beautiful friend, Haley, and she's pregnant with their third. And I, and I saw her at church the other day and I actually kind of got a little sad. I was like, you don't realize until you're off the ride that like you were having your turn on the ride. Like I'm married right. now. We've been married for a long time. Mm -hmm. We have four beautiful children. We, we bought our first house. We got through college together. We, we got through work together. We've built this business together. We've built this farm mm -hmm. together. Like we, we've had our, we've made, you know, we've made our career choices. We've made our kid choices. We've made our spouse choice. Like that's done now. All those big things of life, they're all smushed into this very semi small period of time. Yep. And you don't read like I'm now I'm off the right. Like there's no more babies for Shay that, that ship has mm -hmm. sailed. Mm -hmm. 
And it's actually like I'm mourning in a way, like not being on the ride anymore. Mm -hmm. When the youngest is six and can wipe themselves and can read and can like, you're, this is a different world. And you wonder why like women in this chapter feel a little like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. Because it is very condensed. Like you said, I mean, think about, I remember feeling this way with babies. Like, whoa, childhood is really quick. Uh Uh-huh. Like, wait, they're, you're six months old. You're not a newborn anymore. That's over. Nobody said it was going to last two weeks. Yeah, that's what it's like. I thought I got to have a baby for a while. Yeah. It childhood, and then so then you look at childhood, and you're like, oh well, that's only seventeen years or so, and so much is changing during that time. And then that's how like early adulthood and and marriage and parenting and everything is. It's just such a condensed period of time, yeah. and then you kind of get up and over this hump where. You're not in diapers. Like, you're out of that. What's the next first you're waiting for? There's this huge gap between the last baby, for most of us. I know, like, I have friends with big, big families, and there's not as much of a gap. But there's a pretty good-sized gap between, like, the last baby and the first grandchild. And you kind of know how to do the other stuff. And now there's, like, it's almost like a period of quiet and I don't want to sound like cliche where you have to figure out who you are, but it's still weird. It like, is. Okay, what task am I putting my hand to? Because yeah. I know how to plan a menu and I know how to potty train. I don't have to do anything for the first time anymore. Is this but what it means to be grown up? That's not the same. Because all like, my firsts are yeah, over? Guiding teenagers, so though. True, that is first, but that's first <clears> over <throat> like... That's, yeah, it's, it's like that mature- teenagers is like a process yeah. and you can't unplug from yeah. it. It's not like, oh, and now you know how to brush your teeth and you're good. Done. Boop. Yeah. Let's talk about that on Wednesday. Interesting. Or on next Monday. Let's okay. talk about that. Because yeah. I think I know I know when you talked about like some perimenopausal stuff, we got a lot of people who were like, yeah, talk about that stage of life. You know, well, why don't we get some feedback? From, okay. Why don't why don't you listeners message us on Instagram and like tell us? I'd love some ideas. I because we, I don't think we have enough to talk about between the two of us. You well, know, yeah. I mean? I'm not going to wax poetic on my own experience, which is so limited right, right, at this right. point. So, I'd love to hear from maybe some of our up and over the hump mothers. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your biggest challenge making that adjustment? Like where. What are you discovering about yourself? What, yeah. What do you see in the future? Like, give us some thoughts that we can go. ruminate on. and then There you go. And maybe we can yeah. spend some time, too, talking about the mothers who are, who are not at that phase, you know, because they're, they're in that stage where we once were, where you're just like, I'm going to be here forever, and this is so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are on a roller coaster. You are, in, you are on ground, ground zero of, of effort and physical strain of mothering and anyway okay ladies thanks for joining us check out all the links we talk about below the Rowenta Rowenta is the iron Um, again a massive thank you to House of Tokemon for sponsoring this season and we will be back here with you next Monday once again okay cheers cheers